0: I'm Tim Garland, you're listening to the Trail Connection Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Trail Connection Podcast. This week I've got my friend Crystal Alonzo and her husband Perry, and uh, i like to welcome you guys to the show. Appreciate you taking the time to come and, yeah. and chat for a little bit. Uh, this is my first time meeting Perry. Uh, t- heard a lot about him, a lot of good things about him. But uh wanted to bring them on and talk a little bit about their adventures, and they've, they've got a lot of experience checking out national parks and going on hikes and, and camping trips and stuff. And so I thought they'd be a real good guest to bring on. And uh also wanted to congratulate Crystal for being the first female guest that Woo, I've had, on, yeah, had on, the, on the show. Yeah, so... Uh, Welcome, guys. Uh, if you want, let's take a minute and introduce yourself a little bit. Maybe tell you tell the audience what you do, and you don't have to say who you work for if you don't want to.
1: Okay, <laughs> I work uh, with him. I've worked for him for a couple, or work with him for a couple years now. Um, and I am an engineer. And um, my husband and I have been traveling for since before we got married um, to national parks, and it like quickly became something that we kind of made our bucket list is to visit all of them so I kind of have a thing for national parks so
0: that's cool yeah
2: it's more of crystal's idea and I just kind of tag along yeah <laughs> um but I'm also an engineer we're called all the work at the same company um and yeah for the most part um I didn't really do outdoorsy things until crystal suggested it oh, okay um same with like a couple other things that we do too so mm-hmm. it's been fun so far
0: that's sweet. Yeah, that was actually one of my questions for you guys, is if that was something y'all did individually before you got together or if that was something you kind of started doing together.
1: We, um, I mean, I did a lot of outdoorsy stuff growing up with my family, kind of like you. Mm-hmm. Um, but really traveling out west, I grew to love like as an adult. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Um, so how long have you guys been married? Uh-oh. <laughs> Almost seven years. <laughs> Almost seven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. And so that's about how long you all have been doing this kind of stuff together?
1: Probably eight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, seven or eight, yeah. What was the uh, the first thing that you did, first first place you went? First
1: trip, we went out to um, Arizona. No. Oh, you're right. That yeah. was our first trip um, to uh, the Smoky Mountains National Park. Yeah. We took a trip up there.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. That's that's kind of my roots, too. That's where my family used to go up there in in, uh, Grandfather Mountain and Smoky Mountain National Park, that area up there. That's a really cool spot. And I'm I'm kind of starting this year with the the National Park before, you know, COVID derailed everything that we know (laughs) of real life. I was kind of, my goal this year, too, was to start checking off the national parks. And so we started with uh, Indiana Dunes. So my wife's from Chicago. That's
1: a brand new one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so she grew up going to that park all the time, just a recreation thing. They used to go and um, hang out there a lot. And so we were up there for New Year's, and uh, the whole family went. So that was kind of a cool, like, sentimental way to kick it off and, and get going with that bucket list. So I bought my passport when I was up there. Oh, cool. nice. Yep. And got my first stamp there. So, uh, and then we planned on hitting Mammoth Cave and Smoky Mountain on the way home, <clears throat> but uh, we we didn't plan the trip home very well. One of the kids got sick, and my wife wasn't feeling well, so we got a late start. And we pulled up to Mammoth Cave like 30 minutes after the last tour, <laughs> and so like it was like a four or five hour drive from from where we were at to there, and that was pretty disappointing. And then we ended up like just blowing off Smoky Mountain. It's like we need to get home.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the planning part of it's gotten. It takes a little bit of finesse to it. Yeah, because at first you were like wanting everything under the sun.
1: Yeah, and I had to scale back on we the amount of it. things we could do. Yeah, comfortably, you know.
0: hmm so. Um. <clears throat> let's see here. Okay, so that's that's a good uh, one of my questions I had set aside was like, um, you know, you've talked a little bit about how you guys set up your trips and. I think what kind of intrigued me about it whenever we first started talking about this was, like, the process y'all go through to, like, pay for the hotel or pay for the the flights and the rental cars and stuff and, like, Mm -hmm. how you've been able to do these really cool trips on a low budget. So you want to run through that real quick?
1: Sure, yeah. I guess what I start out with is, like, obviously identifying it's all centered around parks, um, the national park that I want to go to. And we picked that, and then we picked the time of year. It's very important um, because things like, I don't know if we were going to talk about Zion the Narrows. Yeah, yeah. um, Towards the the end. Yeah, yeah. the time of the year is really important for different, depending on what hikes you're looking to do Mm -hmm. and how crowded you want it to be when you go. So um, picking the time of the year and setting that kind of in, then doing a lot of research um, about what it is you want to do and um, getting Getting flights in the rental cars. Um, you know, do you want to do one way? Do you want to do a loop? Mm-hmm. Like, because we try to hit multiple parks. Like, yeah. usually two is probably a good amount for a week long okay. trip. But um, we, so, we we use our um, we have a Southwest credit card. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we put everything on it that we can so that we get all the points. Yeah. Um, get our flights for free. Yeah. And then um, I do the same thing on my credit card, and then we get like every other trip my rental car wow. pays for itself so
2: yeah it's a pretty sweet deal yeah before at my last job in consulting we booked all our own flights and hotels and stuff so mm-hmm. uh it made it really advantageous to get like a fly southwest or yeah. fly always wherever so for a while we were getting like 30 40 flights like round trip wow with like bags checked and stuff too. So, crystal chewed through those pretty fast yeah Yeah. but uh i mean another point to making a little cheaper too is um is trying to like trying to find you know the airport that's close to a few parks you want to go to but cutting out the hotels probably saved us like six to eight hundred bucks a trip yeah and that was big that was Mm -hmm. a big one i didn't really notice it until after
0: yeah so did when y'all were doing the national parks the first were you uh like, just planning the trip to go to that area, staying in a hotel, and then doing the park? Or were you actually planning to go camp and, and hike, like, early on? Or was that something that kind of... You figured out, this is a cheaper way to do it if we just go and kind of do the adventuring part, and then we save some money on the hotel and we get to sleep outside? I think that hotel
2: was probably an afterthought. Oh, okay. <clears throat>
1: well, what we do now is, like, at the end of our trip, we usually take a week-long trip because we, we work days. Mm-hmm. Um, but... At the end of the trip, we'll spend, like, a one or two nights in a hotel to kind of, like, ease back into reality again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. also to sort of, like, get ourselves cleaned up to... Make an actual back. vacation.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> because it can get a little grimy when you're camping for, like, three or four days. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, uh, doing a bunch of hiking and stuff. Yeah,
0: the last, last couple section hikes I've done on the AT have been, like... I drive up, put on, and then, like, pull off and come home. And so, like, the last one I did with Brad, that was, like, straight off the trail. We went back to not the Halo Outdoor. Or not, not Outdoor. That was the uh, Amacoa Falls State Park. And, like, our shuttle driver was like, hey, there's a shower in the back of this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, we went in there and got cleaned up and then jumped in the truck and we drove home, you know, yeah. eight hours. So, um, that's not always ideal. But, uh, yeah, having that that on the back end where you can kind of get cleaned up and refreshed a little bit before you travel. It would be great so
2: yeah i'd say our first couple of trips too we weren't really thinking about camping, camping so yeah. much yeah
1: we um, eased into that we yeah. we're more
2: of just looking at what are some of the bigger trails that we could do that are fun mm-hmm. and but we don't weren't, weren't really we, yeah. yeah. we didn't have a lot of gear yeah we like kind of to start we
1: acquired our gear over the years yeah
2: kinda.
0: what was the first piece of gear you bought a
1: bag? i think it was our camelbacks, camelbacks yeah. yeah
2: okay yeah just for day hikes because I got one of the bigger ones. You got one of the smaller ones. I think I have like a mule or something. Mm-hmm. So I would pretty much hold lunches for us. Yeah, um, gotcha. And have enough water for both of us at least yeah. between the two of us.
0: Were y'all able to do that that trip that where you had to pack in all your water, or did you say that we you couldn't do that one?
1: So that was the Guadalupe Mountains National Park. Um, remember, we were planning on doing the three days, and um, we had to pack all our water. But the then I got allergic to.
2: Oh yeah. Um, something up there.
1: Something up there, and then yeah. it was like 50 mile an hour winds.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh Wow.
1: Um, very windy spot. Yeah. Um, so we ended up just doing day hikes, and that happens quite frequently. Is you'll kind of like plan on something, and then the weather will tell you what you're doing instead. <laughs> yeah. So that's
0: Portal. that's probably like the thing I'm most intimidated about because most of the trips that I've done have been like driving distance. You know, and it's pretty easy to accommodate, like, if something falls through. Yeah. But I've never done a trip out west, like, I, you know, we'll talk about it here in a couple minutes, but, like, my goal is to, like, do the narrows pretty soon and or within the next year. And um, so, like, that makes me nervous to, like, go through all this effort, book the flights and, and all that kind of stuff, and then, like, get out there and something unforeseen happens. So, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, that's a that's a
2: very real possibility. So. Yeah, I mean, it'd be crummy, and you just have backups. But yeah, I mean,
1: backup hikes are always good. Yeah. yeah, there's
2: plenty of them. That's cool. Yeah, but I mean, at one year, I mean, we had uh, we were in Yosemite in September. It snowed.
1: No Yellowstone. Yellowstone.
2: That's yeah. right. Never snows. Like it snowed. I think like once or twice in like the last twenty years in the time frame we were there. Mm-hmm. And we woke up and we were covered in snow. We oh, had wow. None of our snow stuff or anything like that. Just, yeah, okay. and the day
1: before we got chased out um, from uh, Jackson, not ja- what's the T- uh, Grand Teton National Park um, by the largest fire there ever was in that park. So we wow. were chased out by fire and then snowed on, <laughs> wow. all
0: in like twenty four hours. So y'all got the preview to twenty <laughs> <Yeah>. twenty. <laughs> yeah, that was a couple
1: years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's nuts. Um. Okay, let's see here. So, what are what are some of the other places that you guys have been to? You mentioned Guadalupe and um, Grand Teton, Yellowstone. How many parks have you checked off your list?
1: I think it was seven. I think I counted seventeen. Okay. It,
0: yeah.
1: Um. Do you want me to try to list them, or
0: yeah, just what what are some of the top ones that you remember that like were probably your favorite?
1: My favorites: Yellowstone, Yosemite, and Zion, probably. Mm-hmm. But and. I also really liked um, Great Basin National Park okay and um, King's Canyon National Park. Um, they were more secluded, mm-hmm. not as many people, but you still had like King's Canyon still has um, the
0: Sequoias okay in it. and um, where is that at? I don't remember.
1: King's Canyon is next to Sequoia National Park okay in California
0: yeah. I think that's the spot that my wife wants to go. Is that the like the white trees or the yellow leaves? No. Do they, they look that way? Or no. is that something different?
1: Sequoias are the... Oh, the real big. Those are Really like the, big red Yeah, woods. that's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: No, the, I'm trying to think of their... I can't remember what kind of tree they are, but there's this one spot. aspens or something? It might be the aspens. Yeah.
2: That's oh, like yeah. Aspen yeah. trees. Yeah. yeah. She was Where do we see a bunch of those?
1: They're all through like Colorado, um, Utah.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: think the one... Pretty sure the park that she's wanting to go to is in um arizona actually it's like the it's like one of the top corners of of arizona i don't know if it's oh okay like not near, sure. near
1: four corners yeah or, okay
0: yeah i think it's in there i gotta go back and look I, i've got a ton of stuff like pen that i want to i want to go check out but you know being a rookie not you know an east coast person and florida boy he only goes up to the appalachian mountains every now and then you know it's it's a whole new ball game for me to like Venture out west, but I'm, I'm pretty stoked to do it. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. You won't regret it, it's really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so last year, I guess it was about six months ago, and uh, right at the end of the year, um, I talked my wife into potentially doing like a, a bus conversion and oh, like, okay. um, doing a school. Day. I forgot, <laughs> <You> <laughs> forgot about that? Yeah. yeah, um. It's probably gonna be, you know, next year or so, maybe if we get into that project. But I'm really I'm really interested in doing that. I think what it was is like we took that trip to Chicago with the kids and I've got I've got four kids, so they're all seven and older and younger. And um so that trip that should have been like twenty one hours ended up being like twenty six and you know, as soon as one had to go to the bathroom, like we'd get back on the road and the others and we'd be like, Everybody's going <laughs> But but one way or another, they would need something. So, like, we got home, and I, was, I told my wife, I was, like, I'm never driving anywhere out of Florida without, like, a camper or, like, a bathroom in the vehicle. Because yeah. I said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Put them all in diapers Yeah. <laughs> <or> yeah. <something. laughs> yeah. So, this last trip, we just did, like, a spontaneous trip up to uh, LJ, Georgia, last week. And um, I bought a big old Zephyr Hills gallon jug. And... Uh, got it for the boys no you didn't <laughs> did. oh my god i was like we are not stopping for yeah. anything unless it's an emergency kind of thing and when we went up we we start our trips like overnight so i'm used to working night shifts and stuff so um we'll put on the road probably around like 12 30 one o'clock we left at uh one o'clock for this trip because by by the time we got there been like eight o'clock in the morning yeah And so that worked out really well because, you know, they woke up probably like 6.30 in the car and, like, they were just – it was just a normal, like, short trip for them. But when you drive to Chicago, like, you could start at maybe 7 or 8 o'clock at night, but then they're up a lot throughout the night. And then, you know, you still have, like, six or seven hours of daylight. (laughs) So it's just a – that kind of made me want to do it. Other people get into that for just, like, the freedom of traveling all over the place and stuff. But I just want to be able to take, like, longer trips – you know, the cool thing about my job and the way that I work on shift is I can take a couple of days of vacation and I'm off for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I'm really trying to take advantage of that right now. Yeah. And, um, so that'd be kind of cool to have something like that, that we can, you know, I can take a little bit of my vacation and we can like
2: go take a three week trip,
0: you know, and just drive across the country. So
2: yeah, you cover a lot of ground too. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I've got that kind of on my list to kind of help check off some of my national yeah. parks and maybe one one day we'll be able to do a really cool trip and do like a big circuit and, and hit them so um so what are you know I asked you kind of what your favorite parks are but is there any like stories that pop out in your mind that like were a really good experience really bad experience something funny that happened or uh, <laughs> uh something where you could should have prepared a little bit better and That's probably a good way to go. What's what's a what's a tip? What's a hot tip that you could give the listeners for rookie hikers like me?
1: So we were doing the Narrows, which is a permitted hike, and we were camped at Bryce Canyon National Park, which I think I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure it's like an hour or two away from Zion, Mm -hmm. and we had to meet the shuttle driver at like six in the morning. And so we were up at like three o'clock in the morning at our campsite trying to pack for a backpacking trip and not wake everyone else up around us. (laughs) Couldn't really see. Um, We were like angry at each other, like (laughs) very (laughs) frustrated. Um, We ended up hitting a coyote. Yeah.
2: On the way over there with your vehicle, yeah, yeah going
1: like 90 miles an hour, <laughs> trying to get there on time. And, and <laughs> oh man, <laughs> why are we both laughing at the most at that part? But um, because it was a nightmare.
2: <laughs> it was a nightmare,
1: and then we get there, get in the shuttle, and we realized that we didn't. We were trying to like get rid of weight, mm-hmm. and so I didn't have my phone. He didn't have his phone and we didn't have our gopro so we didn't have any way to take any pictures on this beautiful hike so that was a a tip to would be to not like logistics think about when you're having a backpacking trip like Mm -hmm. be somewhere where you can actually pack it your backpack and not have to like be out yeah at that time of the day
2: yeah yeah don't be don't be sleeping in the things you need to pack at three in the morning (laughs) yeah (laughs) there you go and uh, on the way back, so I forgot about that whole part, but on the way back, so we had to rent these, um, like, water shoes or whatever, mm-hmm. So because it's rocky and it'd be slippery, and so it's a 16-mile hike, took two days to come back down, and by the time we were done, we realized we didn't have flip-flops or anything, so we had to walk, like, another mile in these stupid shoes, oh, wow. and, uh, like, it tore up our feet, too, because, I guess they were, like, drying out, and yeah. weird, we were getting were weird just... looks from everybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i forgot about that
2: yeah yeah the preparation piece um
0: uh, i learned that lesson big time with my last at hike because like i took my buddy brad and we were going to start at amico falls and just go from springer mountain like a couple couple days and uh i knew we needed to get a shuttle and i knew that like we needed to arrange for a ride back to the park but i didn't get that arranged ahead of time i yeah. was like you know we can just uber you know like it's yeah, t- no age <laughs> of technology i can pull out the app i'm sure somebody's in the area and uh you know we were on the drive up there and he's like so what are we doing about the shuttle and i was like oh well yeah we'll figure it out he's like uh we probably need to figure that out like now and so it, uh, it got to be like when we were on the trail it was a uh, we were trying to meet people so we could get information on like how to get a shuttle back nice. so yeah. but that i mean that kind of stuff can turn into cool stories you yeah. Know? yeah but uh Definitely, like from a safety perspective, you know, like that kind of thing. I've, I've talked a little bit about it before on previous episodes. You know, just to make sure that you have like the the logistics and like the important stuff where you're not going to get stuck or like in that kind of situation where you're could potentially injure yourself because you don't have the right equipment. Like that's stuff you probably want to yeah. try to get <laughs> ironed out beforehand. Yeah. Uh, so.
2: But as far as like the good side of things. um I mean, always try to take the harder hikes, I would say. Um, the ones you drive up to are kind of nice, and they're, you know, everyone's around, and they're the sights are nice, but it's really the things that are like 10, 12 miles away that are mm-hmm. the better ones. Those are the, yeah, take a little bit longer to get to, a little bit harder to get to, but there's just less people, less noise, yeah. and you see more things.
0: Yeah. So, I'll get. I'm going to get a deep question for you real quick. So, that trip where you didn't have your camera... Mm. do you think that that trip stands out more in your mind because of, like, the fact that you're kind of there in the moment? Or mm. do you think, like, some of the ones that you have in these books are more memorable? Is that
2: way too deep for you? No, <laughs> or do you not what I'm um, I mean, no, it was I... nice to, to have that that 100% disconnect from, from, like, phones and cameras and not really having to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of maybe a hidden blessing, too, because navigating some of that, those areas was a little bit tough mm-hmm. it was just really slippery at some points and we had to go swimming and a couple others
1: yeah I think um, yeah for me I think it was probably a better experience it was hard at first like the first couple hours I was kind of bummed because mm-hmm. I didn't have my phone and I take a million pictures mm-hmm. and <laughs> but like once we kind of got into it where we had to focus like he's saying like it was a kind of technical yeah hike um yeah. I think it was better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of been something that, like, has been on my mind a lot lately in the last few months is just, like, the distraction piece of just trying to, you know, I've got a podcast, I'm trying to promote it, and, like, these places that I'm going and these things that I'm doing, like, I want to capture it, like, for myself but then for my kids because that's kind of what this thing's all about. But also, like, you know, I want to have some pictures to to remember the trip, but I get kind of distracted from, like, being in the moment kind of being out there and really soaking it in. Yeah. And it's e- it's really easy to lose sight of like the purpose of this trip. You know, so like anyway, didn't mean to get super deep, but I was just curious cuz yeah. cuz uh, I know that like early on a lot of um like do you read John Muir at all or like any of that stuff. Yeah. So our other co-worker Justin who I brought on the show before earlier, he he's all about like the outdoor philosophical kind of stuff and so he he talked to me a lot about John Muir earlier, you know, when we were talking about doing stuff outdoors and stuff and like those writings you know he obviously they didn't have pictures or cameras or anything like that so just the writings kind of like hearing the descriptions and kind of hearing that kind of stuff or he soaked it up is is pretty cool and I started a a little like journal whenever I started my first AT hike um tour like I would just kind of do a recap of the day and just like stuff I thought about you know site describe the sites and that kind of stuff and it's pretty cool like to go back and read that. and yeah. For my kids, too, like, to hear me describe it from my perspective. So, yeah.
2: anyway. Yeah, I think it's a good, it's a fine balance because, um, so on that trip, we didn't have anything right and it was great. Um, but on some others, we've had where I've just had a GoPro mounted on my shoulder taking video. Mm-hmm. I'm not really thinking about it at that point. Yeah. And going back and seeing some of that stuff is, um, for me, I, I have a hard time really remembering a lot of the trips. Gotcha. Um, so seeing all that stuff and seeing pictures, like, mm-hmm. brings a lot of stuff back to me, too. Yeah,
0: that's cool. I So up until this year, you know, I didn't have a GoPro. I didn't use anything. I just would take pictures of my phone or, or a camera if I took yeah. a camera. And so it was more a lot more of a distraction. But, yeah, like, the hands-free stuff is, makes it super yeah. easy. Yeah. And so, like, I mentioned on my last episode that I got a new camera. So um, I'm using a GoPro Max now, which is 360 and that really adds like a totally different like dimension whenever you're you're recording out in on the woods or whatever because you can shoot it in 360 and you get like a whole surrounding area and like the cool thing about the technology is like you can go and actually like flip the frame around and and shoot the whole thing and then go back and catch like the good parts yeah yeah that's that was the selling point for me whenever i was talking to a guy about this camera yeah and um so I'm excited to use that to get a lot more footage and stuff like that. But um, I like that point. You know, it's it's if you can capture it, you know, without it being a distraction, then that's great. Because yeah. you, you, you do have that video and um, or the pictures you can go back yeah, to. Yeah.
1: Um, when he said that, one of the hikes that he did that for was um, when we did the uh, Half Dome hike. Mm-hmm. And he had it up there for when we were climbing the cables yeah at the last section of it and so we have this really cool video that i i made about five minutes of the whole trip Mm -hmm. because he had that so yeah
0: of all the and that's that's something that like i want to try to integrate Mm -hmm. into the video versions of these episodes Mm -hmm. it's like when i go on excursions with people like uh, getting that video, getting that perspective for, you know, the different parks that people haven't visited before, or like if they are curious about, um, you know, what the terrain looks like or what what it looks like. Because a lot of the – so to fill you in a little bit on my podcast, and Crystal's kind of – she knows about it, but my whole goal is to try to bring my audience along with me learning on this process and learning how to, how to get into this hobby. Because I've, I've always – Grown up hiking and camping, but I never did backpacking or anything like that or overnight trips. Yeah. And so I got into that several years ago. About the time that we met at work, mm. I was just starting to kind of buy gear and everything. So she she gave me some pointers on like what not to buy. And she told me that I was definitely going to pack too much on my first trip, which yep. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yep. I was like, ah, you know, I got it. And then like I get there and I'm like, oh, I have like 30 pounds too much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, the whole point is just kind of like bring my audience along the way with me. And, and there's been a couple of people who have never done it or never really gone to some of these places who have asked me a lot of questions yeah. ever since they've started listening to the podcast and, or watching the videos. And, um, so that, that kind of inspires me to like try to capture more of that, like of the experience, just, oh, yeah. just from, you know, being able to describe it or show it to like what to prepare yourself for. Um, like Neil's one of the ones that I was, uh, was talking to about that because he he doesn't really do any of that kind of stuff and uh, he told me um you know that some of the footage that i got from the at because i got he's like i never even knew like what to expect you know when the when i was thinking about it or whatever so it's 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 a cool um way to display that to people who haven't had an opportunity yeah. to see it so
2: yeah and with how um how memory cards have gotten bigger and smaller mm-hmm. you know bigger memory smaller memory cards and Batteries last forever now. You only need a, maybe two memory cards mm-hmm. and like three or four batteries, and you're good for a while. Yeah. And switching that stuff up isn't really a hassle.
0: Yeah. It's
2: cool. easy.
0: So um, another piece that I want to kind of cover today, get kind of segueing into the the rookie and beginner part for me is um, when I started talking to you about getting into backpacking and doing some of these trips, um, you know, I was telling you some of the places I wanted to go. And you mentioned having to get permits or secure spots. And that was a process that was totally new to me. You know, as far as, like, the lottery system thing, I was used to that from hunting, but not from, like, acquiring a permit to go camp uh, or hike. And so um, you want to run through kind of how that process works for people who have no clue like what we're talking about right now sure
1: yeah so they're some of the more popular hikes definitely have it for just day hikes like um the half dome I'll, I'll use the half dome as as a example okay um so we there's two different ways to get a permit for the half dome hike one is the like day of lottery system where you apply online it's like you just fill out a few things about mm-hmm. yourself and um what and you find out like within i think it's like 24 hours of the hike whether or not you could get it and you can apply for the next day if you don't get it that day and like so we've done that before we i think tried three days on our first time to yosemite to get a half dome permit we mm-hmm. didn't we weren't not successful okay um so the other way is In March um, they have a application process where you go through and you can kind of put in like okay these eight weekends or these eight dates are the dates that I would like to request Mm -hmm. uh, number four and um, then they'll email you back once you submit your application Mm -hmm. um, what day you get if you get one okay and then you can kind of plan your trip around the whole thing. So, for us, when we did Half them, we got July 5th okay, last year. So,
0: so how much time do you need to, like, allot for that? Like, when you go through that process, so you can have enough time to book flights and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Is it, like, what's the duration that you have to, like, lead up to that? Yeah,
1: every hike is different. So, you want to check, like, I would, uh, in general if you want to do a certain hike or a national park, Mm -hmm. you need to be planning like a year in advance. Okay. Is what I would say. It would be the optimum time. And then like, I know I was looking at if we did the uh, Grand Canyon, like traversed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's four months out that you have to apply.
0: To where the lottery opens up? Yeah. Okay.
1: And then I know for the narrows, I think is three months. Okay. And then the chains go up on the, um, half dome, like, around Memorial Day, and that lottery was in March. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's helpful.
2: Yeah, I think we had plenty of time in terms of planning whenever they, whatever their deadline was for getting the results back. Yeah. Um, it was just pretty much when we saw it, we had to go and book stuff right then and there. Gotcha. Um, because that was our weekend that we were going to plan our week around. Yeah. Um, But I I don't think we had problems finding, like, hotel rooms for a couple days or um, booking campsites at that point either because there's still enough time to where there's still plenty of options. But
1: some some places, like, if you're looking to stay in a hotel, like I know um, Glacier National Park, it seemed like from the research I've done, I've Mm -hmm. not been there before, but um, you have to kind of book out far far in advance, like, eight months or so.
0: Okay. All right, well... uh, the other thing I want to ask you too is because when you were telling me about y'all's trip to the Keys recently that you did, mm-hmm. um, run through kind of like how you prep for a place you've never gone to before. Like how do you how do you go through to pick different things that you want to check out or like plan a trip to some place you've okay. never been? <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I always check out the top to, uh, Google like top things to do in blah 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 Mm -hmm. and and then I check out what's on there like pretty much we stick to outdoor stuff we're not we're not like city people yeah (laughs) um so I'll figure out what there is to do I'll figure out the best hikes like I'll I'll go on all trails or um you know different hiking sites to figure out what the best hikes are Mm -hmm. or actually a good place to go to is um then the national parks website Mm -hmm. itself yeah, because a lot of the times they'll kind of say, these are some good routes to take.
0: Okay. Like in the surrounding areas or or within parks? Within the
1: park. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I kind of figure out like what's from most important to least important Mm -hmm. to do and then how long those things will take. And then I plan out each day what we're doing. And I, I look at how far we have to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets, like, really detailed. Okay. And you so just go along for the ride, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of in between. So usually Crystal will come back with, like, hey, here's what we're doing, you know, Saturday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we'll run through what she's thinking. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Or, no, this is too much. Let's, let's pick one thing to get rid of because it's too much driving yeah. or something. Or it's maybe not relaxing enough I gotcha. or something and- else. But for the most part, I don't really have too much to add or take away. No? No. Nope. That's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm his personal planner for his vacations. No, yeah, I just do all the driving. Yeah. yeah
2: and all the food carrying and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys do
0: for, like, personal protection when you go out to some of these places? I mean, um, I don't know if you guys have firearms or anything like that. or
2: um, It just depends. Um, usually I'll bring a knife with me like at a bare minimum, um, depending on the state too. you know, if you have a concealed carry license, um, some of them recognize Florida as others don't, it just depends. Gotcha. Um, so if that's available, then we may bring one, maybe not. It just depends on, uh, where we're going really.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is kind of fun to check a firearm on a flight. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've never done that before.
0: So that's definitely something that eventually will happen. I, um, I was just curious about that whole thing because when I went to well, my first ever AT hike, um, I did a section with a, a buddy, and he he's got concealed carry. He was planning on taking his his gun, um, and then we like got to the cabin up there, and he's like, "You know, what, I don't want the weight." You know, like I'm not. Yeah, yeah the
1: weight is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Was.
0: But uh, I mean, and two, like the Appalachian Trail is a pretty well traversed place. I mean, it, there's definitely dangers, but like you're not. You're not out in the middle of nowhere where there's not civilization for, like, hundreds of miles kind of yeah. thing. So, I would be more concerned, like, out out in Colorado or, like, Wyoming or, you know, some place yeah. like that where it's just really vast areas. And then, I mean, from a wildlife perspective, I know they got, like, bear cans and all that kind of yeah. stuff for, like, yeah. big We've things. had
1: to use those. Some of them are big. Yeah. They're huge. Like, yeah. remember um, Grand Teton? Yeah. The pepper spray for giants bear can, <laughs> the bear can was like this big but, that we had to fit oh in, no the,
2: you're talking about the bear box our, we had to the, bring so we had to put all our food inside a canister yeah the big like plastic thing. yeah mm-hmm. and those we weren't expecting those were heavy yeah yeah
0: i've actually when i when i was getting into the the gear for the appalachian trail and that kind of, that stuff came up about like the the bear uh getting into the food and stuff and it's not, it happens up there, but it's not like a grizzly bear coming after you. And so, but I was advised that any kind of trip southwest, like absolutely, you got to have something like that. That's either like completely odor removing or a hard container like that. So last time I went to REI um, in Orlando, I was looking at them and I was yeah. surprised too, like how they're,
2: heavy. they're super
0: thick. Yeah. They got to be durable. So they're yeah. super thick and they're kind of heavy and bulky and. So, I, would,
2: yeah. I would say on that, just probably rent it wherever they require it mm-hmm. for, the, what is it, the, we had it on the one camping because we were doing that, um, we weren't camping Rainbrush, at a, Canyon, but we weren't Cass camping Canyon. at it like a normal site. So Yeah, they, the it was a backcountry. Yeah, yeah, that's what gotcha. it was. Um, so, like, we had to rent one for the backcountry hike because we were camping far out in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. But that's the only time we've needed it. Everything else, it's been you keep stuff in the car. Yeah. And it seems to be fine. Yeah. They can get it in the car and stuff, but uh, it just seems like if you just keep it there, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't
0: really thought about, like, the rental piece of, of the puzzle, you know, with all that kind of stuff. Because I, I like to have my own gear and have that yeah. kind of stuff available. Um, but, yeah, they're like i think a small one's like 80 bucks yeah I mean, I mean we rented it for like five or ten right yeah for for a big cheetos container like yeah <laughs> <laughs> or, you know puffball container yeah um so i couldn't justify buying it so
1: hey you said rei did you know that tampa's getting an rei yeah
0: i'm pumped about that i don't know how the the covid situation like if that's delayed it. It at all but yeah. i think it was slated to be in 2021 wow. yeah so I'm anxious. pretty pumped about that because that's a hike out there to Orlando. I love going. Um, yeah. And actually, um, I need to go this next week. I got, I got a couple things I want to try to get. Um, so what's your, of all the stuff that you've acquired through getting gear and and, and what's probably your favorite piece of of gear that uh, you really like a lot? That's like your go to.
1: So, we're tent people.
0: Oh, yeah. You're one of those. <laughs> one of those
1: people. Yeah. And um, we have a tarp tent, Double Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And it has lasted us for a long time. And I was really proud of it. Um, last year, we went to Guadalupe Bay Mountains National Park. And uh, it was, like I said, really windy. Mm-hmm. And everyone around us like they were losing their tents but the tarp tent held it
0: nice so So how's that set up because i don't i'm not real familiar with those is it just like the kind of fly that
2: or how is it set up it's It's more of a triangle triangle shaped with some it's like a rounder triangle at the top Mm -hmm. and um on the inside is a fly yeah the flies
1: on the inside but
2: it's just big enough for both of us Mm -hmm. side by side with our gear at our feet and at our head
0: okay cool yeah i just bought a um a climate uh two-man tent um it should be here on monday or tuesday i'm pretty pumped about uh, as the last time me and my wife went camping uh we used my one man and it was it was uh <laughs> oh no it was extra snuggly yeah <laughs> <laughs> neither one of us slept very good from like just the we were we were super cramped in there but also like she was freaked out because we were in the, in the woods and she's not used to you know sounds and stuff so that oh. was a. Uh, that was a fun trip. I really enjoyed it, but it was we both were super tired when we came back. I yeah. didn't sleep too much.
2: But when
1: he said that, it reminded me of yeah, the talking muscle. about stories. The the rape whistle guy.
2: Yeah. There was where were we? I don't know. So we were. I can't remember where we were. Um, it had to have been like no. It was where it was when I had a headache. Park. When I had a headache. Where were we?
1: Uh, Great Basin, I think.
2: Was it there? It might have, no. Is that maybe it was at the Tetons? it was one of those two anyway so it got really late and um we noticed this one site next to us which was, had a tent and no one came back until like way after dark or whatever mm-hmm. and then somewhere in the middle of the night um all of a sudden this whistle starts blowing and i was just like what is going on and uh it kept like it kept happening for like an hour to an hour and a half and um i can't remember if i yelled something i was like hey man you good and uh it, it was this guy camping, it was his first time I talked to him in the morning, he was by himself and uh, he was freaked out because he heard animals, like, rustling around yeah. and in, so in the middle of the night he goes, I hear animal, I'm like, it's okay like, they won't bother you and then he then he just went to sleep and yeah. uh, now everyone can sleep
0: so he's just using the right whistle to, like, scare him off yeah, right? yeah it's one of those, like, warning ones
2: <laughs> that's funny man
0: hmm all right well uh that pretty much covered everything that I, I had on my list that uh I wanted to ask you guys about um what's uh what's a hot tip that you can you can give the audience Because there's there's quite a few people that listen to the show that are newer hikers and and um I always talked a lot a bit about like preparation and that kind of stuff is it like what's the probably biggest lesson y'all learned from getting into this hobby and and getting to travel around a little bit like what's uh What's, like, the one thing that you would tell a new hiker? I know for me, you told me, like, you know,
2: go over your gear several different times. Like, yeah. you're going to pack way too much. I was,
1: was going to say pack light.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a learning experience. everyone so everyone's going to figure out what works for them yeah. over time. So a lot of the thing is just to try different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the two things I would say is bring way more water than you think you need. And you probably don't need as much food as you think you need, Yeah. Um, but don't be constrained by what things come packaged in. So what I mean by that is my sleeping bag is bigger than Crystal's and it doesn't fit in my pack mm-hmm. uh, when it's rolled up and in the bag that it came with So for a while I would just keep it strapped to the back of my um, pack. Mm-hmm. But that was really heavy just from it bouncing around, I got really tired. And I can't remember what happened, but I ended up just stuffing it in my bag at one point. And instead of rolling it up, either we were in a hurry mm-hmm. or something. And all, the thing was a, a lot lighter after that. And so since then, I've stopped rolling the thing up. I just shove it in there yeah. and put the tent on top instead. Okay. So I'd say play around with how you set up your gear mm-hmm. um, and see what's comfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's something. That's a good point because uh, I've heard a lot of, like, tent campers and stuff like that. that They don't, they don't package them. You know, roll them up and all that kind of stuff and strap them. Most times it's just like stuffing in the sack yeah. and, like, you know. So uh, yeah, that's a good point. um I've definitely found the same thing. Like with my sleeping bag, it came with a, a bag that can, keeps it contained. That fits in my pack, but it's like I got one of those compression bags too. So mm-hmm. you can, like, really cinch it down and that's cut down in space too. Yeah. So, yeah. You got anything else? Are you good?
1: um so are you planning a trip
0: yeah um i would the the next trip that i'm wanting to do to go out there is going to be the narrows i want to do um i want to do that trip so i I know you sent me some websites i want to post those in the link uh to the video and the the, uh, the audio version as well so other people if you're interested in that hike you can go check out the the site to get the permit and go Through that process, and I may. I'm gonna play around with the uh, you know, kind of maybe like a screenshot video of going through that process on the website just to kind of show how mm-hmm. it looks. Um, probably won't be included in this episode on the video, but um, maybe may like one of the little like mini casts that I do in between episodes, yeah. I'll do something like that. But yeah, that's a good uh, idea. Where, where is y'all's next trip gonna be? You got a plan? Well, yeah,
1: that's a good question. Well, we had to mix things up this year, so um. I don't know. I kind of want to go to Washington State. There's three national parks
0: there. There's a very strong pull for me to go up there to to Washington because there's a lot of really cool hikes up there. Yeah. And there's there's just so my wife and I have our 10 year anniversary coming up in October, and we've been trying to figure out what we're gonna do. And uh, I was throwing out a lot of different ideas, um, but there was there was some areas up there that look really really cool we could get like a small cabin for a day or two and then like do a hike and maybe a camping trip like That'd all inclusive awesome. yeah. Um, yeah. there's a lot of really cool stuff out there yeah. so that's definitely on my bucket list like utah's huge yeah uh, utah. i really want to go to uh, to wyoming and then i want to head out to washington oregon kind of area up there but i think the first trip out west that i'm planning on taking is the is utah and if it works out, um I've never been to the Grand Canyon and my wife is like she's gone a couple times with her family. She's like, You can't go unless I go with you. So it might be an opportunity for us to kinda of go together and experience that and then maybe hit up to to Utah and do some stuff up there. So yeah. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time and coming out and yeah, coming on the show today. Yeah, no us. problem. So uh it's been been good chatting and uh I look forward to hearing about your future trips and and I'm probably gonna be hitting you up for some some pointers on how to plan mine so yeah um for everybody else that's listening uh if you haven't had a chance to check out our youtube site we got the video versions of the website of the the podcast that come out there we have been doing them about once a month through the pandemic um but i'm planning on ramping up the frequency here in the next few weeks so they should be back on schedule coming out every two weeks and then um You know, if you have social media and you want to check out some cool pictures and stuff like that, you can follow us at The Trail Connection on Instagram and on on Facebook. And uh, give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe to the, the podcast if you like it, and let me know what you think. Thanks, guys. Until next time, I'm Tim Garland, and this is The Trail Connection.